Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Hope for Chronic Pain podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Katinka Vandermeer. Dr. Katinka grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa, as the daughter of a successful chiropractic doctor. She followed in her father's footsteps and graduated from Parker College of Chiropractic in 1999. She has since gained a reputation for developing a novel, non-invasive treatment system for neurologic rehabilitation of chronic pain, resulting in breakthroughs for even the most hopeless and severe cases. Her and her team have gained international attention due to their unprecedented success rates in these cases. Kent State University is slated to be involved with the first study of her work starting this year. She is an international speaker and best-selling author of three books, Putting Out the Fire, Taming the Beast, and Wake Up, Miracles of Healing from Around the World. Dr. Katinka practices in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and is the CEO of the Spiro Clinic. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining. I'm starting with two quotes today. One is by Henry Ford, who said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. The second is by Robert Jordan. The oak fought the wind and was broken. The willow bent when it must and survived. I'm welcoming our special guest today, Amberly Lago. She's a health and wellness coach, a TEDx speaker, podcaster, and a leading expert in the field of resilience and transformation. She's the best-selling author of True Grit and Grace and empowers people around the world by sharing her story of how she turned a tragedy into a triumph. Through her book, Coaching Methods, and workshops, she has curated unique tools to teach others how to tap into their superpowers of resilience and persevere through any of life's challenges. She offers hope and solutions for anyone, like her, living in chronic pain to live life to the fullest. Amberly has most recently been featured on NBC's The Today Show, The Doctors, Hallmark, and contributed to magazines such as Forbes, Shape, Fit Pregnancy Health, Keynote Speaker Magazine, and Disability Magazine. Amberly is a fierce advocate for others living with chronic pain from conditions like complex regional pain syndrome and holds a weekly support group called Pain to Purpose for having conversations that matter and making connections that count. Amberly, thank you so much for joining. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be here with you, and it's been a while since I've talked with you, and I'm so I'm so happy to hear your voice. So thank you. Amberly, I don't want to spend too much time on this portion, but do you mind telling the story of how chronic pain became part of your life? Yeah, thank you for asking. You know, I think. We all experience pain in one form or another, but for me, the worst pain of my life came from a motorcycle accident where, you know, I was hit by an SUV and I had 34 surgeries to save my leg from amputation. And people are always like, wow, 34 surgeries, that must have been so hard and so painful. But Honestly, that was nothing compared to the pain that I experience on a daily basis, especially when I'm having a flare-up like I am now um, from complex regional pain syndrome. You know, I had worked so hard. It took a lot of grit. By the grace of God, they did save my leg. I had a 1% chance of saving it, and they doctors were able to save my leg. And I remember 
you know, growing up as a dancer and an athlete, I, I knew you just work hard and you get better. I had worked my way through many injuries and I'd had a broken leg before I, you know, as a dancer, you know, I was used to pushing through pain. And so when I got home from the hospital, I was thinking in my mind, okay, this is just going to get better. It's, it's very painful, but it's going to get better. And I remember, you know, doctors originally had said that, you know, it, it might take about two years for me to learn to walk again. And I, I was bedridden for months and I went from being this athlete to all of a sudden, you know, I'm in a hospital bed that we had in our living room because I couldn't make it up and down the stairs and I had bed sores. But every day, just pushing through this pain to be able to stand up on my crutches and I, I remember being so excited that I was, I had this doctor's appointment and thinking to myself, he is going to be so blown away how far I've come that I'm actually upright on crutches when they said it would take me about two years to be there on crutches. And so this was at four and a half months after my motorcycle accident. And I go into the doctor's office and, and sit down and he looks at me and he runs out of the office. And I remember looking at my husband going, well, that's not the reaction I was kind of expecting. I was kind of expecting he was going to be really excited to see me. And he comes back in and he does some tests and he looks at my leg and he says, are you the kind of person that likes to push through pain? And I, I remember thinking, well, uh, yeah, I'm from Texas. Of course, I'm an athlete. I know how to push through pain very proudly, you know. And he said, well, you have something very serious. And I was thinking, well, yeah, I got hit by an SUV. And he said, you have complex regional pain syndrome. He said, your life is never going to be the same. You are going to be permanently disabled. You'll probably, you know, have to wear orthopedic shoes for the rest of your life. If you're able to wear a shoe, he said, you need to go home and get back in your wheelchair. And I said, well, for how long? And he said, forever. And I thought this cannot be me. He must be mistaken. This cannot be, this is not the diagnosis I was looking for. And I was crushed. Instead of going home and getting back in my wheelchair, I went home and I went straight to physical therapy. And the physical therapist looked at me and he said, Amberly, what are you doing here? You don't even have an appointment today. And I said, I know I don't, Terry, but I've just learned something and I'm going to have to work harder than I've ever worked before if I want to have the life that I've always imagined. And I honestly didn't know how hard that was going to be. I was in denial. I went to two other doctors. The next doctor was like, oh, you definitely have CRPS. And I was like, I still was like this. No, that can't be my life. The third doctor was like, yes, you have CRPS and you need to take radical action. Well, I started trying every kind of treatment from um, ketamine infusions, um, nerve blocks, spinal radiofrequency. I was on 73 homeopathic medications and 11 different prescriptions. I then had a spinal stimulator, um, which unfortunately did not work for me. And when nothing was working, I kind of went into this phase of denial. Well, if I just ignore it, it'll go away. And that really led me into um, a road of despair because I was in this pain emotionally, physically, spiritually, in every way I felt broken. And it wasn't until I went to one doctor, the doctor who saved my leg, Dr. Don Wiss, and I said, you know, I wasn't, I couldn't get out of pain. 
And I went to him and I said, I've got the solution. I said, we just need to amputate my leg. I can't deal with this pain. I know you've done all these surgeries to save it, but we need to just cut it off. And he said, we can't do that. He said, you have CRPS, that could make it get worse. And at that point, it was really a turning point for me because it was the moment that I was like, wow, I have to accept that this is the rest of my life. And I think that acceptance is really the key to any healing journey, the beginning of any transformational journey. And it hasn't been an easy road. It's still not. I mean, yesterday I was on crutches um, at my daughter's horseback riding competition because it's a lot of walking. And so I have Canadian crutches that I use when I, you know, I'm in a flare up. And so I know this is an awfully long answer <laughs> to your question, but I just kind of wanted to share how, you know, we all can, you know, I know you, you have a lot of patients that you see that have CRPS. And so some people have it from a sprained ankle. Others might have it from a broken wrist. We all experience it in different ways. What works for me might not work for you, but what works for me might work for you. And so I think that when we can come together and share what works for each other, we can kind of come up with a plan um, for our, our well-being. And I know that's, you know, an awfully long answer for <laughs> the question that you asked, but I did want to give some background as to how my journey began with CRPS and it is an ongoing process. And I think that having to use crutches someday and then being able to hike up a mountain another day, um, being on the sofa with my leg up sometimes and then other times standing on a stage and being able to give a keynote, it's so unpredictable. But I think if we have some tools to use that we can really implement into our life every single day that when a flare-up comes or the pain suddenly tries to take over there are ways that we can get through the pain and so i just really appreciate all that you do and share and all that you you've helped so many people and i have loved learning from you and i actually dr katinka i refer so many people that reach out to me to your podcast interview on on my podcast where you share all the different things that you do and so for me it's not just a physical uh it's a it's a mental and emotional in every way it has been a transformation for me and i'm still learning and growing and everything that i learn that helps me it's really my passion to share that with others in hopes that it will help them as well. Amberly, thank you so much for sending people our way and talking about the work that we do. For our audience, complex regional pain syndrome, in case you don't know, is this really weird nerve condition where you have a normal injury, you know, maybe it's a fracture or you twist your ankle or you have a burn or even a needle stick and then you get this explosive burning, horrible nerve pain that can spread to other body parts. And um, medically, they say that there's nothing that could be done for it. So you just have that for the rest of your life. So that's CRPS. Amberly, I love that you shared that whole journey, the ups and the downs, because I look at your pictures and you know, you're gorgeous. And you have this uh, shiny X factor about you. you. You're like a celebrity. And I think it's easy for people to look at you and say, well, I can't do that. But it wasn't an overnight journey for you. This was something that was very hard fought. 
the emotional recovery that you've had, even though you still have the physical pain. So thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, as to that, I want to ask you, how did you turn your pain to purpose? And how do people figure out how to be resilient and thrive with what you call the pacer method? Oh, well, you know, I really had to think about what, what are the things that I do on a daily basis that help, that allow me, that have allowed me to get out of my hospital bed, that allow me to get up every day and try again and start again, no matter what. And you know, it, it is an ongoing journey and it did take me a long years. I mean, it wasn't just an overnight process where like, I'm resilient and now everything's great. It's, you know what, yesterday when I was at the horseback, my daughter's horseback riding competition. I looked at my husband and, and, you know, to look at me, people think, oh, you're healthy and vibrant and all these things. And when I showed up with my Canadian crutches and Canadian crutches, by the way, are the ones that you wear around your, they're strapped around your arms. And they're usually used by people who have had very long term use of crutches and very experienced with crutches. And so when I walk up using the crutches, it's always kind of shocking to people. And then I notice my daughter's like, mom, you, there's a chair over there, mom, sit over there. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I told my husband, I said, you know, one of the reasons I don't like using crutches is because I don't want people to look at me and have pity for me. And I don't want my daughter to worry about me finding a place to sit. I want her to focus on her competition. And my husband is pretty, he, he says what he means. And he was like, you know what, Amberly? screw what other people think you got to do what's best for you and so i was like okay then and and sometimes i need to be reminded well what is the best thing for me and so i came up with something called pacer and it stands for perspective acceptance community endurance and rest and i am not perfect and i mess up all the time and sometimes i need to be reminded um from my husband Pacer, I need to be reminded from a friend who texted me the other night who saw in my story that I was struggling on Instagram that I was struggling with pain. She just sent me a text message that says Pacer. And how I came up with Pacer is really because it's not just about taking care of ourselves physically, but it's also shifting our perspective daily. And from the moment I get out of bed and I experience pain, I could go one way down a road of depression, anger, despair, anxiety, and all the other emotions that come up when you're experiencing pain, or I can shift my perspective with gratitude. And that's the easiest and quickest way to change the way you feel about your situation. So perspective, is not necessarily you know it's not necessarily what's going on in in our world or what it but it's how we look at it and so for me i always have to shift my mind to well what can i do and what can i learn from this and so you know i wasn't going to be able to walk for this far distant yesterday and I, instead of being down in the dumps and oh i can't walk today's a bad day, this flare-up stinks, I think, okay, well, what can I do? Well, I have my crutches. I can use those. So I was able to use my crutches, get around, enjoy the competition, be there to cheer my daughter on. And, and so some days for people that might just be sitting up in bed, that might be, you know, putting makeup, washing your face and putting makeup on, whatever it is that can make you feel better, 
mentally, physically, but I always say shift your perspective with gratitude because gratitude turns what you can't do into what you can do and what you don't have into what you do have. And then the next part of perspective is acceptance. And that is sometimes still hard for me in the beginning. It was really hard for me to accept that I was going to live with this nerve disease for the rest of my life. And thank you for explaining what it is. I will mention that it is ranked highest on the pain scale, which means worse than passing a kidney stone, worse than having a child. And I've done both of those things. And I can tell you that some days it is worse than those things. But by accepting where we are on our journey, we can then take steps to make our life the best that it can be. We can take steps to allow, it will allow us to be the best versions of ourselves. And so, you know, a, a lot of times we have pain and we want to run from it or we want to numb it out by drinking too much, over medicating, maybe it's shopping too much, maybe it's speed dating, what eating too much, whatever it is that we're trying to numb out instead of letting those feelings rise to the surface. And so for anyone listening today who might be struggling, maybe there's something in your life that you can really take a good hard look at so that you can maybe it's just one thing that you can change today that will allow you to get closer to your goal closer to the life that you want to have but that really starts with accepting where you are on your journey and when i was able to accept where i was and start to admit that i had crps and even show my scars it really connected me to a community of people. And that's the next part of PACER. I think that community might be the most important part of PACER. And I know, Dr. Katinka, that there at your center, at your clinic, you have a community of warriors that are all cheering each other on. They all cheer for each other when you ring the bell. And that's why, you know, I think it's really important to take a look at who you're surrounding yourself with. And this especially if you're dealing with any kind of chronic pain, but especially with CRPS. If you are really surrounding yourself with people who aren't passionate about getting better, who are stuck in that victim mentality, who are always posting the negative on social media, are always complaining, and look, I'm not trying to, to, to say that we have to always be positive, but you know, I like to do like a little, in my community, something that really gets us focused on the positive right away. So I'll ask people right away, tell me something good. Tell me something good that's going on in your life. And so it gets people starting to think about the good. And then I'll say, well, what's not good? And how can we fix it? And so when we're in a community and we can share our struggles, but then we can share solutions then we can develop some grit to keep moving forward. And that's the next part of PACER stands for endurance. And I think that we all, um, you know, whether we're dealing with CRPS or chronic pain or going through treatments, which it's hard. Healing is tough, man. It's like running a marathon. Um, it takes endurance. And I think that, you know, you mentioned purpose and turning pain to purpose. 
If you want to have endurance, it's so important to focus on what it is that's really important in your life. Why you want to get better. For me, it was my kids. My children were my biggest inspirations. Thank goodness I had them because I wanted to show an example of what resilience is and that I'm not a victim of my circumstances, but I'm a product of my resiliency. And it's not just about us. It's about the ripple effect that we have on the people that we love, on our family, on our friends. And so if we can focus on our why, we can get through almost any how, but it's so important to have rest. And that's the next part of PACER, which honestly, Dr. Katinka, that's the hardest thing for me to do is rest. And I think it's because growing up, I was taught, you know, being an athlete, well, resting means quitting. And being a dancer, it was, if you're going to rest, then maybe your understudy should just take over for you. And so I've had to reframe the way I think rest. And so for me, resting is really a business strategy. Resting is really a resilient strategy. And if you really want to be resilient, then sometimes we have to strategically stop and we have to plan times in our day to rest and recover and that's something i'm still learning i love to help people and i love connecting with people but i had a friend of mine who could see i was struggling and she kind of called me out on it and that's the good thing about having the community is she said you know your impact is only as strong as you are healthy you have to rest and so i was like wow if i really want to help others I have to take care of myself. And so if that means taking a nap in the in, in the middle of the day, if that means setting healthy boundaries and saying no to sometimes things that, that just aren't a good fit, or sometimes for me, you know, when it's, it's really tough, when I'm at an event and everybody's going out to dinner after an event, but I know the best thing for me is to not go out to dinner, but to go back to my hotel and lay down, I've learned that that's just the best thing for me. And so we really have to do, you know, like my husband said yesterday, you gotta do what's best for you. And so learn to listen to your body, learn that you can use the pacer to get through the pain. I'm not saying it takes away all the pain because I still some days have a lot of pain, but I'm telling you what, it has changed my life and allows me to get through the pain. And I'm hoping that the next time anyone, that if you're feeling pain, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling anxiety takeover or worry or depression, if you just go through these steps of pacer, reach out to somebody in your community and know that you're not alone. It can get you through pain. I love that, Amberly, and I think it's going to help our patients so much. You teach that connection is the opposite of addiction. Can you discuss that a little more? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, this has really been such a, a journey for me. And I think the first about the first four years I was diagnosed with CRPS, I used to have a really big world. I had a huge fitness business. I had trainers that worked for me. I had a huge clientele. I had friends. We were hosting parties at our house all the time. And my world was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I didn't want anybody to see or know that I was in pain. I didn't feel like anybody understood my pain, that they would not understand what I was going through. And 
I didn't want to accept it. And so when all of these medications and everything, nothing was working. And this is, you know, before I really dove into um, therapy and self-development and started working on myself a little bit more, I started trying to numb out. I mean, with alcohol, I was just wanted to escape the pain. And I will tell you that worked until it didn't. And I realized that it was this horrible cycle of, you know, drinking to try to numb out the pain and then the pain would just be worse because everything we put in our body, especially sugar, alcohol, processed foods, cause inflammation. They destroy our gut lining, which that's where I know you deal, you really heal the gut with your patients. That's one of the things that you work on. And I was destroying my gut. And it was one day I woke up and I thought, gosh, this is, this can't be the rest of my life living like this. And it was one of those things where I thought, I am just sick and tired of being sick and tired, but it's up to me to make a change. And so I vowed to myself that I would do everything that I could every single day to get better. And I couldn't do it alone. I I reached out for help and it was probably the hardest thing and took so much courage for me to admit that I now going from this elite athlete sponsored by Nike being, you know, the PTA mom and, you know, all these things that I had a, an addiction problem. And I will tell you, addiction doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter where you come from, how old you are, what you do for a living. It doesn't matter. It can take over. It's a baffling, cunning disease. And so 2016, I got sober. I started really um, reaching out for help. To this day, I go to recovery meetings. I also have um, a sisterhood of you know, we call ourselves the God Squad. We check in with each other. Um, I have a family of CRPS warriors. We have a group called the True Grit and Grace Club, and we share our experience, strength, and hope. And, you know, this morning I had two of my CRPS warriors reach out to me and they're like, how you doing today? I reached out to two people. So it's not just about like reaching out for help. It's also reaching out to check on your friends, even when they, they look strong, you know, to check on people. Because I think that more than anything, we just need to know that we're not alone, that somebody out there understands what we're going through. And, you know, my husband is like, gosh, Amberly, you, you don't have time. You can't answer every single person's comment on Instagram when they, they comment on your post. But, you know, the reason I'm so driven to check in with people is because I know how alone I felt. And I understand when I would reach out to someone, even on social media, and they would get back to me. I just wanted to feel seen and heard and understood. And so that's that's why I try my best to comment back to people. That's why I reach out to people. That's why I started a support group on Clubhouse. That's why I have a, a DM group on Instagram, because we need to have each other to get through the hard times. And just to know that we're not alone is the only way that I get through some of the hardest days with pain. It's the only way that I have been able to stay sober. And it's the only way that I want to do it. And I don't think anybody has to do it alone. I don't think we're meant to do it alone. So if you're feeling alone today, I really urge you, first of all, 
you can reach out to me and and if you want the pacer method i i created a little downloadable playbook i, li I like to call it a playbook because i think we all need more play in our life and so you can text me at 818-214-7378 just text me the word grit just that word g-r-i-t and you will get that free downloadable playbook to help you be more resilient, to help you thrive no matter what your circumstances are, but also so you know you're not alone. Like reach out to somebody. Um, so whether it's me, whether it's somebody on Instagram, whether it's somebody, a friend, whether it's through your church, whether it's through your CRPS warrior tribe at Dr. Katinka's at the Spiro Clinic, whatever it is, know you're not alone. Amberly, you are living proof that it is possible to live a full, meaningful life, even when suffering from pain. I admire you so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on today and giving hope to so many. I want to end with a quote by Elizabeth Edwards. Resilience is accepting your new reality, even if it's less good than the one you had before. You can fight it. You can do nothing but scream about what you've lost, or you can accept that and try to put together something that's good. Thank you again, Amberly, and thank you everyone for listening today. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited about every new person we are able to reach. It is our most sincere hope that our podcast will bring hope to many. If you or someone you love is suffering from chronic pain, please don't lose hope. Visit our website at www.thespiroclinic.com for more information and stories of hope. That's www.thespiroclinic.com for more information and stories of hope.